welcome to episode 223 of Retro Encounter. This week we'll be discussing Suikoden 5. This is part 2 of our yes, game journal episodes. And joining me again is Zach Wilkerson. Hello. And Chris Mendoza. Hey everybody. And I'm Leona McCallum. So, last time we left off, we had just gotten up to Lord Lake. And yes. that had been uh, sort of revived and... They were on our side now, and I just want to get right in because I think we have a st- like we found out last time how much we have to talk about in this game. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. like deceptively a lot. All the things. So there'll be no. I'm not messing around at the start here. We're jumping in. We're going to finish this game today. <laughs> <laughs> the next sort of big plot point we go to is Lelcar, which mm-hmm. is an interesting time because it's like a sort of microcosm of all the Felena right in one little town. You have a Godwin side of the town, you have a Barrow side of the town, and you have like a sort of monarchist side of the town who are um, more in allegiance with uh, the prince and the queen and stuff like that. And we go there because we're in the war room and a guy called Taylor, who is our our noble journalist... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. columnist columnist yeah uh, tabloid no you take that not tabloid <laughs> <laughs> he's a journalist who literally works for your side though so i'm not really sure if he's a journalist at this point uh, it's, it's propaganda <laughs> isn't it he yeah, says it's exactly. not but it's about propaganda <laughs> but he comes from a message from one of the three leaders of Lelkar, and that's wassail and we have to go there and sort out the situation that's happening there um and this was also Kyle's hometown, so Kyle will be going with us because he promises no oh one God. will recognize him. <laughs> oh He's like, God. no one will recognize the prince either. We'll just go and disguise. Oh, yeah. It'll be no fine. No one will know. So we get there, and of course, everyone knows him. He's <laughs> <laughs> Wasil starts like shouting at you when you hit the ground. <laughs> He's like, oh, the prince is here. Oh, and you're in enemy territory. Yeah, and then they're like, no, the prince is not here. We're incognito. And I, it's like, I, oh, I, hello, I, I, not the prince. Definitely not the prince <laughs> over here. I just love how Carl was like, Ixe on the prince. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's bad when you got to break out the pig Latin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're... we're uh, the prince, Kyle, um, and whoever else you go with. Um, is it Leon? Obviously, will yeah. be with us at this point. Uh, I think Siley comes with you as well. Oh yeah, Siley. Yeah, is Siley? I don't remember. I, don't I could remember be wrong. I, I just I always have Siley's in my party anyway, so I don't know when she's supposed to be there and when she's not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's always there. <laughs> yeah. Um, is definitely an interesting town. It's um, as I said, like a microcosm of all the Felina, and we're there. Uh, to sort out a sort of what is the situation that we're there for? It was to deal with um the Godwin, right? With Orok's group. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Oh, oh my god! We all played this like over a month ago. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but I think it was to deal with Orok's um unis, pretty much because they were recruiting people to That's be in the right, Godwin yeah, army. Yeah, we get there and it's like um. There's, they're, they're drafting kids, basically, right. young men. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, it was awful. It's definitely like they were. I think you can't find them. They're like recruiting a nine year old or something. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Can, you can run into that part in town. Um, so, Orok is the leader of the fa- the Godwin faction side of the town. And mm. we 
think he's just a Godwin man through and through, right? He's what's yeah. what we're led to believe anyway. Early on, yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, Wasil is sort of monarchist middle set of the town and uh, Volga is the more Barrow's side, is that right? Not really, because uh, after they already find out about what Barrows did, it was just a schism at that point. Yeah. Between the two different because no because they didn't really want anybody to go to Godwin's territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Volga was more pissed that he Uruk was taking people from his yeah, area. Yeah, sort of like having to defend yeah. their side of the towns from recruitment. Right. Yeah, Volga's then, more, I think, just like Lockar for Lockar's sake. I don't think he really cares right. that much about one side or the other. Yeah, definitely. And he, he admits himself he was not completely selfless. It was lying in his pockets a little bit, but uh, yeah. mostly it was try- it was deep down just trying to do what he thought was best for Lockar, and that was to play along with the Godwins, do what they wanted, and hope to be left alone, basically. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. that's what I remember from it. Yeah, no, that's accurate. Uh, I mean, my, my favorite part of Lolcar is that I can actually find my way around it. Oh, um, yeah, because so, it's, it's quite a like great time. It's, a, it's actually navigable. <laughs> um, so I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, like, oh, I mean, even though like I couldn't remember where the inn was, it still only took me 15 seconds to find it instead of 10 uh-huh. minutes. So that was that was good. There's even two ends <laughs> in Lolcar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. An inn for everyone. Um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, but eventually I think we we sort of infiltrate Oroch's headquarters and we go into his basement and we find knocked out people who are about to be drafted. I guess that's what they are, right? They're really drugged and then mm-hmm. going to be sent off to be drafted. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, to not resist. Yeah. Yeah, to not resist. Uh, so we go down there and then we have to fight um, <laughs> his hired bodyguard, who is Nikia. I love Nikia. Honestly, <laughs> she's super fun. Yeah, she's, she's so dumb. She's the, yeah, she is the food for hire. Literally, she is a food for hire. If you give her food, she will yeah. be there. Yeah, <laughs> I love how like she managed to eat him out of like right? house and home. Like I've, I've given you so much money and you lost. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but that sort of is when uh, Zahak gets tipped off that the prince is in a little car and mm-hmm. um, Oruk tries to sort of hide us. In the, he admits right away if he's asked, but he doesn't come forward and say, oh yeah, the prince is in a car, Zahak, come over. Because he knew that would be bad for his town just to be like, get the whole navy there. Uh, but mm-hmm. Zahak does know Oruk gives us up and basically we have to do a, a war battle and Lelkar mm-hmm. at Lelkar Town, and if when you win that battle, Zahak's escape plan is to basically burn down yeah. uh, the Godwin yeah. side of the town yeah. just so though just so we can't get past the fire and we'll be distracted, and then they can make a yeah. break for it. Which is quite um, it's, it's, it's a lot of the Godwins making a lot of their own problems with who they hire. Right. I think. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting the way they present it, um, the Godwins in general, because especially mm-hmm. by the end of the game, I feel like they want us to be sympathetic with the Godwins, at least to some degree, and think like, oh, they were trying to do the right thing. But two things work against that. One is they're really dumb. <laughs> yes. Like they literally, like I mean, burning down your own side of the town mm-hmm. um, when you want to keep that as part of your territory, mm-hmm. it'd be better to lose the territory than it would be um, to burn it down and then lose all <laughs> all the support you had there. Absolutely. And also, like they just do like lots of really evil things. Um, yeah. And it's not like, I mean, I feel like even more than like 
Highland in Suikoden 2, uh, mm-hmm. Sulfalena as the Godwin faction does so many really evil things. It's difficult for me to sympathize with them in any way oh, uh, when I feel like the game sort of wants us to. Um, and I think it's sort of a weakness of the narrative in general, personally. Mm. I don't know if I consider it a weakness, but it's definitely it definitely does try and like show you that they're not just evil for evil's sakes. They do have an ideology, whether it's flawed mm-hmm. or whether they really yeah. uh, try their best to achieve it or if they really are capable of achieving it. It's like they, at least yeah. they, they show they're not yeah. too, completely two-dimensional, you know? Right, yes. I think I agree with yeah, mm-hmm. definitely agree with Fiona's statement because I feel like the whole Suikoden series does that. It's where I mean, aside from Luca Blight, um, <laughs> I feel like it always presents the factions as it's not just black and white. And I agree with you, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's here that like, and I think of something like Suikoden One or Suikoden Two or even Three, where like uh, in almost all cases they didn't do things that were just like objectively horrible. And, and throughout this, I feel like the Godwin faction does lots of things. And again, outside of Luca Blight, yeah. lots of things that are just objectively horrible. Um, and I think that sort of works against the game's own ends to some yeah. degree for me, because like it, it really is more black and white here than I would like it to be because of what they do, I guess to me. Yeah. I think it definitely comes down to Gazelle's character and his sort yeah, of yeah. Pension, pension for chaos and just setting things up. So he hires these complete mad people to be generals, like Kildrick, and even Zahak is quite uh, ruthless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, definitely, he just likes to see how things play out, and that does lead to a lot of short-sightedness on his part. Yeah, and I think it's also a way to characterize or really showcase his inexperience, mm. because I feel like it's was the story's way of highlighting that Gazelle, even though he loves all the stuff, he has no experience on how to orchestrate anything. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. not all... as smart as he thinks he is. Right. Yeah, he's all the just runs circles around him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Marscal like, uh, is just sort of not even there. He doesn't really take part in what Gazelle does. He knows about it, but he's like, doesn't sort of rein in his son in any way. It's more of right. a... He's got his eye on the sun rune. The sun rune is all he thinks about. That's how he's going to achieve his goals. And Gazelle can do whatever he wants. Yeah, no, I think that's what I like too. Is that the, mm-hmm. even it also highlights the relationship between Mariscal and Gazelle because at any time Mariscal could have interfered mm-hmm. because he's the one that has the experience with all this stuff, yeah. but he doesn't because it's very the game makes it very clear that that his goal isn't to do all these you know that you know pull all the strings and stuff. Yeah, but to just focus on what he wants, which is the sun rune in the end. Yeah, he's and very, so he's very it, big picture, I think. Uh, right, and he's like, it just really, sh- I don't know, I like the way it shows up, that kind of like the economy between absolutely. the Absolutely, definitely different characters. I wonder if somehow, like, um, the death of his wife and sort of Gazelle's mother made him maybe let Gazelle just run free a bit. Maybe he didn't want to rein in his son because, like, that's his only tie to his wife now or something like that. It's not really established or anything, but I always wonder why he just doesn't seem to have any sort of uh, authority over his son. He just lets him do what he wants. And I mean, I think that by the end of the game, you get a feel that his interest was really kind of elsewhere. Yeah, it's definitely really just, what he's going for. Yeah. Um, based on the final boss and things like that. Yeah, right. And it makes it go back to where they both, even though they both were doing different things, they're both very similar in the end because Gazelle's focus was on his plans, whereas Mariscal's, they're both short-sighted people. Like, uh-huh. they can only focus on what they want mm-hmm. and everything else kind of blurs within the background and it doesn't matter as long as they get to that end goal of what they want. 
Yeah. And I think that's where it really ties it back to that they are related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. The apples yeah. Yeah, to yeah, they seem so are. different, too. You're right. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. Uh, so moving on past Lelkar, uh, we get Lelkar on our side. Obviously, the sort of Godwin faction now, I guess, are maybe less sympathetic sympathetic to the Godwin cause, and it's more easy to get all of the the Lelkar to work together with us. When we get back to the headquarters, I think we get a little rest at this point, so you can do some recruitment at this point. But uh, the next big story event is we get word <laughs> that a double of the prince is caused, yeah, is causing mayhem in Sable. It's bad for our cause because it's giving the prince a bad name and we need all the allies we can get. So the yeah. rumor is that the prince is going around and basically robbing people and uh, holding up uh, caravans and stuff like that. So we have to go to Lelkar ourselves. We get a cute little scene with uh, Silides wanting to beat him to a bloody pulp and then Leon like, no, I will double beat him to a bloody pulp. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it comes up a few times as they go. What 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 are what are thoughts on um the events that happen on uh in Sable with uh the bandit situation? Oh honestly, when I first did this, uh-huh. I couldn't stop thinking of Skies of Arcadia. <laughs> right. See I've not played it yet. I, see, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's literally that one instance where you an imposter takes over oh. and like ends up become ruining the pretty much tarnishing your name, but it's really hard to get the event. But right. honestly, I I thought of because it's like three of them as well. There's three, three imposters in Skies of Arcadia, uh-huh. and I was like, oh my, this is literally Skies of Arcadia. Do you think this is a coincidence or a co- or sort of uh, did one come before the other? I yeah, well, I mean, Skies of Arcadia was Dreamcast area, so I'm pretty sure that was first. Yeah, right. but I don't know if this was implemented only in the GameCube version, so I don't know if it's mm. you know interesting. But um, definitely an interesting like side yeah. Candidate. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. It was definitely like a mini story in a way, <laughs> like right. away from all the sort of uh, hardcore war battles and stuff we're having, like solving a little mystery in Sable about yeah. who the bandit princes. I mean, it's a callback to Suikoden too, right? Doesn't the same thing happen oh, where someone yeah. is like pretending to be Ryu in Suikoden too as Absolutely, well? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I, I, it's it's copying itself, I think, in this situation at least. Um, is, there, is there another Roy in Suikoden? I feel like there's another Roy, maybe even in Suikoden too. I don't know. Is Maybe. I, I honestly can't remember. Any, yeah, like, hang on, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> like, I feel like Roy is only in Secret in 5. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's only in Secret in 5. So, um, yeah, so we find out that Roy is um, impersonating the prince because he, he is a shocking double for the prince. And mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty hard to tell even, you know, if you know the prince very well. Um, I think... Leon is the only one who is right. foolproof 100% of the time. Right, yeah. I mean, honestly, you can tell by the eyes. But I mean, yeah, the eye color. Oh, yeah, the bright like yellow eyes. Yeah, eye color, yeah. Yeah. Even as a I mean, colorblind person, I could tell. But I also like that um, at first you don't think that this has anything to do with the plot. Uh-huh. But then Roy becomes such a like a uh, yeah, main player after yeah. that. And so it. I think that's why I think this really, for me, what Kind of show. I mean, I think I said it before in the first part, but I really like how Secret in Five, even though it's, um, it ties all of these characters so much more well together, mm-hmm. and it makes them feel like they have a meaning in the story. You know, mm-hmm. they're not just oh, there absolutely. to fill in the gaps of 108 characters. Yeah. But these characters actually are like, here is like, I feel like it kind of goes, I don't know, I've never read the actual 
story of Suikoden, which is called The Water Margin. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, I feel I watched, like... It... I watched The Water Margin as a kid. There was a show like from the 70s called The Water Margin. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Kung Fu movie. Uh, I, quite, <laughs> I quite enjoyed that. It doesn't have a lot to do with Suikoden other than, you know, the 108 sort of yeah, I mean, people. Yeah, and so that's why I really like how they, again, tie everything back together, but you don't necessarily see it all come together until mm-hmm. the story keeps going and mm-hmm. that was like oh this is just a really weird like i thought it was padding at first when i first played it like oh what's the relevance of all this like is this the purpose <laughs> and it, then, definitely um, when, when it's first introduced it does seem like really we're, we're, we're going away from all this war to deal right. with this ourselves it's, in person <laughs> like is this really more important than you know stopping uh, you know like stopping this war and then you realize that um yeah because of course Lucretia has a plan for everything. Oh, I love her. Yes. And uh, <laughs> she you know. I mean, we're nah. going to have to go like a Lucretia love tangent at some point in this podcast. <laughs> I think we already did last time, but I'm down for it. Yeah, down for another one. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I do love her, her and that she's so much. I don't know, the way she presents her plans is so different from the other Sukunin tacticians. Mm. Yes. And the way that she's like open to disagreement, which she is always correct, but right. you, she does give you a lot of options to play with her plan and she can come up with better other ones in the fly. So, so it's a more interesting rather than say Shu, who in Sukunin 2 is like his plan and I'm going to set fire to everything. yeah no i think lucretia i feel like the way i see her she's much more like seer like than Mm. the other commanders like it's like it's very kind of unsettling how she can predict movements compared to the other i feel like other sweeping tacticians were worse than her in that regard they they seem to have an omnipotence well, I think uh, Lucretia says a lot of times, like, I don't know, I can't draw a conclusion on that yet, and stuff like I think that. She just, I think she just doesn't, she's, she doesn't assume, and that's yeah. her, and that's yeah. her, like, strength, is that she doesn't, she never tells you, even though she knows, because she's like, I don't mm-hmm. want to make assumptions, because then you're going to take action based on my uh-huh. assumption. Yes, exactly. Right. And I love that, and I think that's why I like her, because she's so, she can really predict other people's mm-hmm. actions based on that's what she she does she never tells you about Sally's plan no she All has a that. theory on it but she's not going to just okay. come out and tell you because that might influence things right and that's why I always feel, feel like she's kind of like a seer you know like yeah. she can, <laughs> no like oh my god like can you not do this right now I mean she yeah. has a crystal ball she would look like a seer to be honest I mean the, the way that they always present it though is like she says well I'm not sure but yeah. I think it's probably this and then whatever she thinks it probably is it's is probably what it right. is <laughs> yeah. um, I mean and, and she's like well I'm just gonna send it just in case you never know and then yeah. they're like okay I mean it's I I do think that you know she is presented almost as omnipotently as the other mm-hmm. as the other character. She's just more humble about it. She's just more humble. About it. She definitely <laughs> that's, that's has, what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. There She's not got the arrogance well that the other ones do. Yeah. Yes. Well said, Zach. Uh, it's, it's it's definitely a case of that. Um, uh, she also has like I think the fact she seems so well traveled and knows so many important people. Uh, but we never quite know. Like she knows Kathari from the Howling Voice Guild. She knows mm-hmm. uh, Zvig. So she she has like that sort of every she like she knows all the important people, but she never reveals what the relationship is. Mm-hmm. So she knows a lot of stuff just from her travels, I imagine, 
And you right. know, she's from far away. She's from Grassland herself. So she's. Mm-hmm. I, I just want a Lucretia side story. It's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I think that's what really separates her from all the other, you know, tacticians in mm-hmm. past games. That's from four is that her tactician skills base uh, comes from her own experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, she traveled the world. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas that's no right. indication that she went to school for it necessarily. Yeah. Right. No, Probably she, under, you know, Matthew Silverberg. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, anyway, love yeah. fest over. Love fest over. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I know, I know. Uh, but uh, we find out that the, the whole, the banded press situation was that Roy was put up to the task by, drumroll, Euron Barrows. <laughs> Shocker. Who, yeah. Who has been a mild annoyance all throughout this game. We've not really talked about him, but he has several side yeah. stories in this game where he is just the worst like um, <laughs> the worst at being one where he makes you take a cursed book yeah. <laughs> and when you try to put it in storage chuck is like hey i don't want this Please no i don't want this creepy red glowing book thank you <laughs> and you're like oh I'll just give it back then and yeah. he ends up opening it himself he falls for his own trap yeah uh, so that's yeah oh, that's where around. you get the rune of condemnation which i think is a child rune of the rune of punishment it is yeah, yeah. which is great i love that um, but uh, so Euron Barrows says uh, his great big plan was just to disgrace the prince's name and it was just a petty vengeance basically like it always has with him because rather than admit that he was wrong or his family was awful he'd rather just blame the prince for all his woes um, yeah. I love that I love how pitiful a character he is to be honest yeah, yeah I think it also kind of shows I mean these little side characters with your our side quest mm-hmm. it's really shows that him and Gazelle aren't really all that much different because no. they're both sided people. Yeah. They see what's in front of them, but only the only difference is that Gazelle tries to be much more pseudo complex about it. Whereas <laughs> I mean Yoram is just like simple like I yeah. got this new plan. Yoram <laughs> always just reminds me of a child. He just seems like he never oh, yeah. grew up. Yeah, uh, Gazelle. It seems like he, you know, he grew up to be a shitty adult. Well, Urim <laughs> just seems like a child. Yeah. Did either of yeah. you recruit Urim by any uh, chance? No, I got Eresh. Okay. Well, I'll 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 talk about it at the end. But okay. they, they do some you. interesting things with his uh, characterization. Yeah, at the end. I, I've never I, I've read a little bit about Urim, but I've not. I never actually no. did the the thing himself. Um, yeah. So we defeat Urim and Sable, and that sort of uh, ties that around, and we can recruit. Uh, the three bandits and Roy and Roy will be sort of like our body got double throughout the game for important things, which is quite fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes in quite handy a few times. And he's also your like, um, love interest stopper. <laughs> like, oh, right. I was like, wait, what? I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Not our, that our love interest. You see, Oh, wow. It's true. What they say yeah. about gay men, they just go out with themselves. <laughs> yeah, he, he becomes your uh, foil against you know the whole you yes. and Leon yes. ship. I'm not in that ship, to be honest. The, the I'm not either. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about it at the end. But yeah, yeah I'm not a shipper of that either. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Sable is our allies, and that's uh, so we finally got them board, and we're looking quite good at this point in the plot. We've got quite a few allies now, and I'd say is this the point where we'd say we're an equal force to the Godwin, sort of militarily. At least uh, yeah. it seems that way. Um, but so we, when we go back, we have a we have a rest, and during the night we see a huge fire, 
mm-hmm. and that is Beaver Lodge on fire. So the Godwins have attacked Beaver Lodge and set it on fire, and we rush there to uh, save the Beavers, who haven't quite become our allies at this point, uh, but will be after this event. Right. Another example of the Godwins just, yeah. I don't know, burning to burn, and then like it, it burns mm-hmm. them. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was supposed to be a distraction, but it's such a, yeah. a weird, uh, rash distraction yeah. that only yeah. will hurt them in the long run. As you said, it just shows their short-sightedness. That's like, yeah. um, yes, that is a distraction, but it's going to... F- bloody heart in the long run <laughs> right i mean especially because they have to know like that the beavers their ability to control the water flow mm-hmm. um was incredibly important to their plans two years ago yeah, it was. And so obviously it's going to not work out well for them yeah. now um, they, they needed regressia yeah i think the attack was twofold one revenge for the beavers helping take down uh hatred fortress two the Godwins always were going to get rid of the the non-human species in Felena, and they don't really mind sacrificing yeah. that. The in their heads, they're going to win, and they're going to eradicate all non-humans in Felena. Uh, so they may as well just you know use them, get it out of the way now. Uh, but you know, I, it was an odd tactic setting fire to a bunch of people who could just dive in the river. Yeah, when they're literally standing <laughs> yeah. next to the river. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that, yeah, that part I didn't get. I mean, come on, like, there's water right next to them. They're yeah. beavers, so I mean, they can swim. And they can rebuild, like, they what, can rebuild what, what that. Kind of... Yeah, but that's the tactic. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, what kind of uh, thought process were you going through? Cause... Yeah, it wasn't the biggest plan, but it does work. We are distracted, and what, what is it they do during this time to distract us? Is it just to, just to slow us down? I don't remember if they did anything. I feel like they did actually do something. I just can't remember what it was. I forgot why they decided. I mean, I know they just wanted to get rid of the beavers. But yeah. I don't know why, if it, there's any other like motive behind the fire. Yeah. Uh, we do I fight Dolph know. as a boss in this yeah. area. Um, it's quite easy because he's on his own. Yep. Yeah. Much easier than the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the first time I lost. Yeah. Yep. Same yeah. here. Um, and this is the only time you fight him again. Like the last time you fight him is in a duel sort. So this is the last like uh, <laughs> regular battle oh. against him. And after Beaver Lodge, the beavers decide to come join us because they feel like they can't be bystanders in this war any longer. They're going to be dragged right. in either way. And um, we get uh, we cut away to Solfolena and it's uh, Gazelle basically telling Limslea that her coronation is going to be happening. Uh, the time right. for mourning of Arstadt's over and she is going to be crowned queen. And that's that's a big deal. That's that that's Limslea basically becoming the puppet figure queen. Figurehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I imagine in their head one step closer to achieving the sun rune because um, they imagine that it needs a true queen, like a queen to wield. Yeah, and that's why they thought that, you know, when she becomes a queen, she will be able to mm-hmm. wield the sun rune. Yeah, but we'll come to that. We have another little side where we go try and recruit the island nations to our cause, and Narva yeah. Island. Yeah, or we, we meet... try to intercept them because they were meeting, they were going to the... Yeah, they are going coron- to the actual coronation. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like, sort of, we're going to meet them on Nerva Island, which is sort of halfway point in a regular port and stopping point. So mm-hmm. that'll be a good little way to talk without necessarily being seen. And uh, we'll be, we we may... Um, Egan? Is that his name? Egan. Uh, Egan, yes. Uh, Scald. Scald, Scald Egan. That's um, his last name is Egan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and his daughter Bernadette. Um who we don't know are related to us at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a, they never confirmed. No, they never confirmed. This is something you can find out on your own, basically. Right. Okay. Well, thing is, like, what is it you kicked at that point? The, the, uh, well, um, yeah. it's Farid's dad and sister. Yes. Oh. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, yeah, because um, George says when he meets Scald, he's like, I'm so sorry. And then Scald's like, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It oh, was, wow. Um, so and they, if you they, dig through Bernadette yeah. and stuff, like files and stuff, you can figure out that she's your cousin, basically. Wow. She's your aunt. Yeah, aunt, yeah. Aunt. She's your aunt. She's your yeah. aunt, yeah. Very yeah. close in age. Um, Very cool. Yeah, it's such a fun detail. Uh, but yeah. I wish they had made that. I wish they had made that text instead of subtext because it seems like it's sort of an important detail to me. It is kind of text. It's just you yeah. know, it's not main you just have plot to dig text. Through the text yeah, to get to it's it. just yeah. not main plot text. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Farad's an island nationer, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is an interesting little uh, thing because yeah. I was always okay. imagining he was some somewhere like I don't know Kanakan or something like that. Oh really? no! They said from the beginning that he was an island nation, wasn't he? Does he? I just remember saying he was like a yeah. a, a, a barbarian from some. They said some he's a bi- barbarian from the island nations. I Did think they? that's what. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, and that's why. I mean, even when you see Scald's personality, it very uh-huh. much is like Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that you said that, I can totally see it. And so, that's yeah. that's why he's like so on our side, basically. He oh, is. Yeah, yeah. He's like your Farid's son. You're, you're my grandkid, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to help you. <laughs> but, he has to do it, like, but if you don't the know table. the relationship, then it can be a bit like, wow, he's just like so crazy carefree that he's just throwing his backing behind this uh, th- this prince that he doesn't really have a stake in. But that is, he's your grandfather, and that's why he does it. I do love yeah. his character, though. He is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the way he manipulates Bernadette. Yeah, and yeah. Bernadette starts with such a foil to him as well. Uh, <laughs> I love their relationship. It's, it's great. So good. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not the biggest sort of a plot events that happen here. It's just a pirate attack, and we sort that out, and then Bernadette um, mm-hmm. basically comes with us as a sort of repre- not official representation of the island nations. <laughs> not officially, but Remember? basically she's our yeah. island nation now. Um, she's quite good. She's like a good, good water mage, and she's got a long distance yeah. attack, so I quite she like I quite like comes using the flowing rune. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she comes with a flowing rune, so that is always a plus in uh-huh. any kind of <laughs> kindness rain. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I know it's gonna be me with Sammy. <laughs> like this game wasn't easy enough to begin with. <laughs> Just spam that. Not so my fun. version. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that that sort of does the the island nation side story, and now we're going on to back to sort of military campaigns. We're we're on the offensive this time. We're striking mm-hmm. in Durat. Which is a sort of um, Godwin holdout, basically. It's like fortress, a, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a, it would be to take this would be a huge blow to the Godwins at this point. And mm-hmm. uh, Lucretius decided it's time to be offensive, so we do a war battle on Durat, and Elenia is the general who's leading the siege. I think also before this, we see a little clip of uh, Obro and Taylor spreading propaganda oh, in yeah. the town, yeah. which is quite. Yep. Quite, I like that. I did. I like the sort of <laughs> sub- underhanded tactics we're using. <laughs> yeah, like all's fair in love and war, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it caused the riot in the, in the square. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, ultimately, the underhanded tactic is used to save people's lives in Durat, which is absolutely. always the difference between the underhanded tactics of the Godwins, the underhanded yeah. tactics of the Prince. That's another mm-hmm. thing about Lucretia. She is always trying to do the biggest the best good so she will save civilians lives if she can 
Yeah. Right. She's like, I will make a plan where I try to save the best, most amount of people I possibly can. And right. So I, I, I promised I wouldn't go on, and here I am again. <laughs> you started it. You started it. <laughs> Can you tell who my favorite character is apart from Silence? <laughs> yep. Same here. Same here. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so on this battle, we find out we you can see something very important if you hover over Alenia, but as this, she has the Twilight Rune, and that's yeah. why earlier we see Jean uh, and Alenia oh, yeah. being tasked to go to the West Palace where the Twilight mm-hmm. Rune is kept, and it's mm-hmm. quite a it's quite a cool little detail because um, you don't really think about the Twilight Rune before oh, yeah. this point, like you know it exists, but you never really you never thought it'd come to play. At least I didn't. When I first played this, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there is a Twilight Rune." Yeah, I mean, uh, there's not really any mention of it for almost you know twenty uh, hours, really. Uh-huh. So it makes sense. Uh, and Elenia uses it on the battlefield, and I think Lucretia or Zarassi or someone says that it was flashy, but it wasn't like it didn't turn the tide of the battle or anything. Uh, whether that's to do with the fact that Elenia isn't very good at using the Twilight Rune, or she isn't supposed to be using it, or... It was because the runes end up choosing the people, so mm-hmm. if you're not compatible with the rune itself, yeah. the rune will not work, will not use its full power because it's like, you're not meant for me. <laughs> Which is shown in the battle with Elenia when she takes her at, when she can only <laughs> basically use the level 1 spell. Mm-hmm. Um, she only uses basically window sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically what it is, it's this window sleep. It's quite a fun sequence. I always the Dorat siege and the events of Dorat always stick out in my mind as a as a big part of the game. It's a, it's quite a cool part of the game. Right. And I always think that with the Twilight Rune scenario with Alenia, it's because the way I always see it is that mm-hmm. the reason why Silence and Leon were chosen as the Twilight Rune Bear was because they held no hostility towards the Dawn Rune Bear. Mm. The Dawn and the Twilight Bear are, they're not against each other. They're always trying to work together to pretty mm. much mitigate the effects mm. of the Sun Rune. Whereas Elenia's intentions were to kill the Prince. Right. Hence, the Twilight Rune was sense. like, I can't use this because mm. the Dawn Rune is right there and I am not going to eliminate the other Rune Bear. That's a good point. That's a really so good I point. Always thought yeah. about that. That's cool. Yeah, I, never I never thought, thought about that, that yeah. Uh, but after you defeat Elenia, we go down to the basement, and this is where we have a quite sad fight against Miyakis, who is who oh, yeah. was tasked oh, to go oh, with Elenia. Uh, so we have a duel I... with her. Yeah, it's quite sad. Um, I was worried we were going to kill Miyakis when it happened. I, when I first oh my played gosh! It. Oh yeah, I I, I would have I... never forgiven this game. I would have turned it off and never played it again. <laughs> no, so yeah. I... I was like, oh jeez, <laughs> no one's died yet. It's a sweetening game. <laughs> and they're making me do this sad fight because all I think about is Pan when I do these duels. Yeah, McDole. Yeah, yeah. McDole, yeah. So yeah, I'm always like, oh, they could do it. They could kill off this great character. Oh yeah, no, I was I was full on believing that nope, Miyuki is about to die, and I'm about to be like, this is over. <laughs> Don't need yeah. to know what happens next. <laughs> and the reason, reason Miyuki doesn't, you know, just side with us immediately is she felt like the the Queen's Knights were basically all she had left. You know, uh, it's, right? It's her, it's her identity. It's all she knows. So to right. turn against that would basically be saying she has nothing to live for, which is. A bit too painful for her to face, uh, especially since she's been with Lim and the sad stuff happening around Lim all this time. So I think this time she was just hoping, to, she was just clutching at whatever she could clutch to at that point. 
But after her defeat, she does join us, and she's our chipper, happy self, which I'm glad. Right. Me too. Right. And you get an idea, understanding as to why she didn't try to attempt to escape compared to Kyle, who did. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, okay, if Kyle was able to escape, and I know she stayed behind for the princess, mm-hmm. but Miyaki's is really strong. I always wondered why she didn't try to, you know, help the princess escape and like run away and stuff like that. But then it really shows that she was always torn inside because it's like, yeah, this is all happening, but mm-hmm. this is still my duty. I think also, I think it's uh, the information that we discover in a moment here. I, I know we're maybe moving ahead partially no, here, but um, that she watched George Prime kill mm-hmm. the queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so was, from her perspective, if, you know, if George Prime is working with the prince, then she doesn't really know who to trust at that point. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that makes sense to me in terms of also part of why she would have stayed and not because really if she escapes point. at that point, where where is she going to go? Is she exactly. going to take him yeah. to the prince and George Prime who kills Arstadt? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, would be a difficult choice for her. Time to talk about that whole sequence, actually. Um, when do you actually learn about that, George? Uh, it's it's immediately it. yeah. when you bring Mia Keys back to the castle and then she sees George and she tries to kill him. Yes, <laughs> right. but then you get the whole story when you recruit G- Galleon. He tells you the full like, story. Mm-hmm. You only get mm-hmm. the, part, the, the scene where George stabs Arstadt. Um, when you recruit okay. Miyakis, and then when you get Galleon, oh. it, it shows the whole thing. But we'll just talk about the whole sequence, uh, and, and then it's full. So I love this sequence. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. A highlight yeah. of the game, honestly. Uh, so back when we were talking about Solfalena being taken over by the Godwins, uh, we see we meet George as we're escaping, and we were told that Farad and Ashtar are dead. Mm-hmm. And George is clearly quite caught up about it. And what Miyakis tells us when we recruit her is that George actually did kill Arstadt. It's so, so in a way, the rumours that the Godwin's spreading are, in fact, true to a degree. George did do it, but we, later on when you recruit Galleon, he tells you the full story, which is basically that Arstadt was taken over Take by the Sunrun at that point. Yeah. She was, she was mm-hmm. basically going to lay waste to the Hall of Felena. And Farid probably knew this was going to happen eventually and recruited George, a, a very trusted friend, to kill Arstadt if he himself could not bring himself to do it. Mm-hmm. Which is such yeah. a sad thought, honestly. Yeah. Farid is a great character and so is Arstadt. I really love them yeah. both. And you oh, really yeah. felt for how terrible their situation and how they felt like there yeah. was no way out. Yeah, when you, uh, after George stabs mm-hmm. Arstadt and she's looking at Farron, oh, just like that oh level heart. of, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the best sequences in all of the series. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's stunning, I think. It's, I think it's the best scene in this game, honestly. I think, I'd, I would agree. And also, yeah. you really get to see the sun rune do its work. Another tidbit is Arstadt actually kills Farid herself. Yes, yes, indeed. It's so tragic. Uh, she At this point, she's like um, killing... She sees an archer about to shoot Farid, and she mm-hmm. uses the sun rune to basically instantly, like she makes like a bubble around him, and then in that bubble he just disintegrates, completely, right. like instantly dead. That sort of triggers the the awakening of the sun rune, and she starts to use it on everything. Yeah, where she would do the bubble, and then it would disappear. Was the bubble itself was the sun rune? It's the sun rune's power of extracting all the water out of a person. Oh. And oh, wow. then that's why they huh. disappear. It's because like it literally, right? They just—that's why. Uh-huh. And so, because that's what it does. And so, that's why I always thought that that scene with 
that whole thing. I was like, oh my god, that's the Sunrun's true power. Is like, I, I, I was like, I wonder if this is a level one is... spell or a level two spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she has a magic absorb rune on, and yeah. she keeps using the level four spell over and over again. Yeah. Uh, the level four spell is obviously the destruction of an entire country. <laughs> Lord Blake is maybe a level two spell. Uh, yeah, so Farid's like, she's completely gone local at this point, and Farid's like, Trying to go up to her and shake her out of it, but the sun runs too, too take control now. And she just uses it on Ferret, and she as soon as she casts a spell, you can see that she knows what's happened, and she tries to stop it, but it's already happening, and Ferret dies, disintegrates before her eyes, and that just breaks her basically. Yeah, it, it breaks her mind, and then that's when she decides she's going to destroy everything, and that's yeah. when George knows he has no choice. Ferret's dead, and. It's up to him to take care of Arstadt, and he kills her. And that's when Miyakis runs in, worst timing, and see and just thinks that uh, George killed Arstadt and betrayed them. And that is the the lead up to the whole game, basically. And it's such a good scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love it. Any thoughts yeah. we want to add before we? Move I mean, on? the worst part is that it causes George to leave your party for like the second half of the game. Right, so <laughs> they always make every excuse they can in this game to not have George in your party. <laughs> <laughs> I stubbed my toe. I can't be in your party right now. <laughs> I'm too OP. I, I know. I was like, um, I need him in my party because I like him in my party. <laughs> <laughs> my George has like 600 attack right now. I need him. Yeah, I know. I was like, uh, George is like insta kill for most of these. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I need this for myself. After we recruit Miyakis, we get we cut to uh, back in Solfalina, and it's a discussion between Limslia, who her coronation has happened at this point. You see, right. all the foreign dignitaries of the world sort of come come to her coronation. Haswar mm-hmm. crowns her, and uh, she's now queen. So she's sitting on the throne, talking to Gazelle, uh, Elenia, Zahak. They're basically talking about mounting offense against the prince, and right. Lindsay is like, "I'm gonna be on the front lines, basically." Yeah. <laughs> Did you any of us find it weird that they were just like following her orders at this point? Like they were just themselves. I, I mean, I think that they had the plan yeah. at this point that they end up executing, and yeah, I mean, I think it's strange, but it's not really all that different from the prince literally always going to do all the things. Yeah, <laughs> like your most important figure is always on the front lines, and she's pretty forceful about it. And I think yeah. that um, the Godwins know that it, they're sort of have a delicate balancing act with her. Yeah, um, but really, I think that ultimately the plan with Thyleids, um mm-hmm. is. They have that in place, and they know yeah. that this is the best way to do that thing. Siley's mm-hmm. had a discussion with Dolph at this point, at least a couple yeah. of times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why they did let her because they were like, yeah. "No, we have our ace in our sleeve," or you know. I agree, can... and I think also maybe just Gazelle's like saying, "Oh, that sounds funny. Let's see how that turns out." Right, right, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you did, so, did it for the lols, always. Yeah, I did it for the lols. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Gazelle, Gazelle is just would be so, on four chance so much, guys. Like, <laughs> Gazelle is like would totally be on fully on four chance. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're we have a war battle. It's called the the Queen's campaign. Um, mm-hmm. The entire Solfalina, everybody's there. So who's who's? Zach, Alania, Galleon, Limsley is there. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone but Gazelle. Gazelle doesn't go. Because he has to stay back. Yeah. Oh, just has to. Just has to. <laughs> I would, I'd love to go to war, guys, but oh, there's so much paperwork. I just... 
<laughs> I kind of like Gazelle, to be honest. <laughs> anyway. And so, obviously, Lim's whole plan here is basically, if I'm on the front lines, my brother could just grab me and we can right. just get out of here. She's, she is still a child. She, you know, in her mind, I imagine she's just thinking, the closer I am to my brother, the better. Right. And in a way, that does that is what happens. We defeat the army yeah. and we sort of have a plan using Roy and Zarasi and like a bunch of we split into three groups basically. Yeah. And we use distraction techniques to separate Limslea from her guards, and we sort of swipe in and we we can rescue her. And mm-hmm. it seems to be going so well, so so well, until we have. We're just about to hug Limslayer. We're like so close. We're doing the slow motion Baywatch run towards yeah. her. Brother! Brother! <laughs> <laughs> but, it's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Brother! <laughs> uh, a combination of Dolph and Silides interrupts us. Dolph tries to stab the prince, but Leon pushes him out the way and gets stabbed herself with I assume it's some sort of poisoned dagger. Yeah. Uh, and she leaks sparkles. I mean, <laughs> it's supposed to be blood, but obviously it was censored it's like for ratings. You know, Duncan Rampa's pink. It was <laughs> <laughs> better. Sparkles or pink? Um, <laughs> but also, Silides just grabs Limsia. And this is where we, we can learn that Silides is basically working with the Godwins now. Uh, she's mm-hmm. going to take Limslea back to them. And yeah. um, we know, and we're kind of against the clock here because we've like, we've got Leon dying on the floor and Sialid's kidnapping Limslea and she's using her wind rune to like basically make her escape with Limslea. Yeah. Oh, this, this part, I remember the first time when I got to this part when I first played it, oh my God, I was pissed. Uh-huh. I was. Oh, um... Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I did not see this come. Well, you see it coming, but then you but don't see it to I this didn't extent. See, it. I mean, I thought like si- I was like Silence, what are you doing? But I didn't in my head truly believe that Silence was gonna. Yeah, she Deflect. she trails off a lot in the uh-huh. last like five hours. Very like Joey again. This is the Joey moment. Um, like when she trails <laughs> off, she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm not sure about that." Yeah, like I mean, like it. it, it I, I think that they telegraph it, knowing we that it's coming. Do. I'm like, "Oh, it's so obvious." But like when I first played it, I, I don't think that I remember I, that I called this at all because it didn't I make think- a lot of sense to me. Um, I was going to say, see, I started catching on the first time when Lucretia, I told you, I trust that girl with everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. like when she was talking to Sileads and she was like, mm, and I was like, why do I feel like some, ha- like some, I know Sileads hates her, but then this is the point where I'm like, why is Lucretia kind of like hesitant? And like, yeah. and so I was like, oh no. And then when it actually happens, I was like, you, I didn't want to <laughs> say the word because I was, I was pissed. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's such, I think it's just the, the moment is just designed to make you angry at Silence at this point because you're like, you're so close. It yeah, doesn't I give mean, you the satisfaction. You think it's the final battle. Everyone uh-huh. says, this is the final battle. The fi- you even have the little scene the night before where you can run around your entire castle and talk oh, to yeah, everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the game truly does try its best to make you think that's... Yeah, like, this, this is it. And it's so much longer than the other Suikoden games that I totally yeah. bought it, I think, the first time I played it. Yeah. Although, the fact that you don't have even close to 108 characters should have given mm-hmm. it away. Yeah. I guess if that's you were, true. like, not thinking about it or not following a guide or really, you know, it, you could yeah. be mistaken to, like, believe it, but if you're, like, looking at the sort of 
I only have half. Like I only have eighty characters. I've got another twenty-eight to go or whatever. I right, but the thing is, they don't even provide you with a tablet of the stars until the very end, mm-hmm. which is why I was wondering why they didn't do that because usually you get that pretty early. Yes. But then I was like, why don't you give me it so I know who I'm missing? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then it's because of that. This because of those whole thing is that they don't want you to know. No, they don't want because you to know. it's like. Yeah, I was like, holy cow! Like, oh, I was like, am I am I done? Like, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, so yeah, so sort of failed in our mission in a way here. Uh, limbs is still the Godwins. The Godwins, and um, but we did we did defeat a, a fair chunk of their forces at this point. I mean, they're definitely on the back foot now. The Godwins are definitely on the back foot. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a sort of like why you're you're thinking at the time why would Silas join what seems to be the losing side right now? Yeah, it's like why is she? What is her motive? Like, what is she? Why is she doing this? Mm-hmm. And 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 then um, that's pretty much honestly yes. what kind of got me through this next part of the game because I really wanted to know the first you really time. Wanted to know, um, yeah, so, I was uh, that was what I, I cared about most. So. Yeah, so we also have we have we have Leon dying and we get the dawn oh, rune. Which activates and sort of stabilizes her, but doesn't heal her. So she's still unconscious, uh, mm-hmm. but the Dawn Rune saved her life. But we need to find a way to completely heal her, and that involves unlocking the next spell in the Dawn Rune's arsenal, uh, which is right. Ray of Light or something like that. No, I think so, Dawn, First yeah. Dawn? Ah, I don't remember. The first, um, first, first the level anyway, three spell. The third level yeah, spell. Level <laughs> one, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Uh, but Lucretia. To do that, we'd have to go to the Deep Twilight Ruins, and Lucretia's like, you can't just go oh, there yeah. <laughs> for just Leon, because that kind of looks selfish, and that it would make you look bad in your army if you just sort of delayed the whole campaign just to save your friend. Uh, but mm-hmm. she does set you up in such a way that you could visit uh-huh. the ruins and still seem to be on official business, and that's to go to Sarnix Castle and meet up with the Dragon the Cavalry. Cavalry. Yes, mm-hmm. and meet with Craig Laden? Laden? Something like that. Um, uh, who is the leader of uh, the Dragon Cavalry. And uh-huh. this is also Miyuki's hometown. And yes. she is, wanted to be a Dragon Knight, but because of sexist practices, she could not be a Dragon Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fun. I like I liked going to you know all the all the Queen's Knights' hometowns and getting to learn about uh-huh. it. About it was always, oh, yeah. It's a fun little detail. And you also, like, even Galleon gets a sort of past with Dr. Silva and stuff. And Lake, <laughs> I know, right? So. Quite, I, I quite enjoy the sort of detail of this game. Even like Josephine is like uh, oh an arms kingdom <laughs> character. So, like, even Josephine gets a little backstory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely the strength of this game is how much they fill out all the characters uh-huh. by far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> and also, it's just like you, all, you meet all the characters before you really recruit them and you spend a long time with them. So mm-hmm. everyone feels like they're they're not just hi. I'm joining your army, like a lot of Supasikins could be guilty of, mm-hmm. like um, yeah, especially the earlier ones. But Craig says that unless there's a a foreign a foreign, foreign influence, uh, yes, uh, like a, the a foreign army, we can't take part in eternal disputes. So basically, we're like, well, ain't nothing we can do. Let's go hit the Twilight Ruins. We'll we'll grab that spell and that's what we do. Um, we we get the level three spell and we can heal Leon. When we're there, um, after that events is it, this is the events where we we have to decide whether like uh, I think uh, this is where we learned that Godwins have sided with arms. Yeah. And, yeah. 
and they're, mm-hmm. they're basically gonna be invading. So obviously, your first thought at this point is like, well, that works out. We can finally get the dragon cavalry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also bad for us because they kind of just like are attacking a bunch of different towns at the same time that we want. They're going to Estries and Sable. Sable and, and um, right? yeah, I think so. I think maybe another place, Lord Lake, maybe something like that. Is it Lelcar? I forgot. Lelcar, something like that. I think that. they take Barat back too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so yeah. like they're they're just yeah. like they're using this newfound army to just like take a bunch of different places, mm-hmm. um, and also they're coming for our headquarters. Right. And Lucretia basically says we can make a tactical retreat right now, or we can defend our castle. And as a Suikoden player, you're always like, my castle is the most important thing in the world. This is my baby. <laughs> I ain't leaving it. So the right. first time I played this game, I defended the castle. Oh, did you? That's I, awesome. I, I'm glad I, one of us did. Yeah. I, not this time, but when I first <laughs> played this game, I defended the castle. And what happens if you defend the castle is Lucretia makes up a sort of secondary plan where she's like, okay, you get out of here. Roy will stay as your double. His death will sort of make the Godwins believe that you died and the sort of they're winning, but basically we're still alive and can continue the plot that way. And it's basically just the plot continues, but Roy is dead, which is a shame because Roy is a great character. Yeah, and it, it was it's a, like a really sad scene where Roy is basically fighting Kildrick. Uh-huh. And Kildrick uh, stabs him, and he dies. See, that's I mean, at least the game makes it obvious that you should flee. I think oh, yeah, I mean, you, no, have to, like, you have to say, yeah. like, I, I want to defend like three mm-hmm. times or something, and she's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you oh, yeah. sure? Are you sure? Oh, they try, they try their best, and but me, just, just <laughs> loving my Sweetening Castle so much. I'm like, no, I actually thought, oh, they keep asking me." They don't want me to stay. Thus, the right answer and the true ending answer is to stick with my guns. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it worked opposite in my mind anyway. <laughs> I mean, if Roy dies, that prevents you from getting the true ending. It does. Right? Like you don't have yeah. 108 stars. So yeah, you yeah. get completely locked out of the true ending at that point. Yeah. Yeah. See, lesson learned in Tsukuden mm-hmm. 5. Trust Lucretia, anyways. <laughs> oh, in Sweden Five, trust your tactician, no matter what. Like, no matter never. What. Oh, sorry, I just like I smacked myself in the face. <laughs> I, I was too animated. I slapped myself in the face. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> whoops. Uh, yeah, always trust your Sweden tactician. Uh, <laughs> um, you guys talk me through. What if you decide to leave the castle? You pretty much pack up all your stuff, mm-hmm. and I forget where you end up. Oh, you go to the dwarf, dwarf camp, camp, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and so you end up being there for a bit, and then the story continues on to. Then you f- try to find out why the um the cavalry aren't joining. Yes, even though so, even though they just told us we only get part if there's a foreign army invading, and here's mm-hmm. a foreign army invading, and they still ain't moving. And so I think was it Lucretia says. Yeah, um, the Godwins got to them first. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, uh, yeah, she's like the Godwins got to them first, mm-hmm. and then you get to find out why they're not go. You know, they're agreeing, and so mm-hmm. you go to go back to Saronic's castle, mm-hmm. and then Craig doesn't want to talk to you, <laughs> and and so it ends up being um Rog and Pretty Boy. What's his name? Rahal. 
for Hopper. Oh, I was like, yeah. I just remember him as like the the guy that all the women like. Yeah. Yeah. And all the men do too later too. Yeah. So. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> <scene>. Iconic. <laughs> oh, and so yeah, that's pretty much like that's what happens if you do choose. It's it kind of just skips over all the castle stuff because you're not even there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, like, I, you do have your little castle shops and everything there, but uh, it's not. It's not. It's not the same. Right. And <laughs> then I think everyone disperses out for a bit too. They go back to their own hometowns. I forget. If Lucretia sends some of them back to where they used to live for a bit, and I then think, they all regroup back, I forget which. Or I think that was wait, I'm, I'm I mixing up earlier. one of them. Since. I think that was earlier in the plot where like yeah. they all go back to their hometowns for a bit. I think it's the night before the Queen's campaign. Oh yeah, that was the Queen's campaign where yeah they did yeah. go back. Oh, just kidding. But, yeah, <laughs> that's <so>. also, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So then you end up going to Gordius after this. Then yeah, and so, then you're trying to find, and then you meet up with George. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, George, yeah, he does help you. Zach, because why don't, then he's Yeah. Zach, why don't you talk us through what Gordius's deal is? Well, Gordius is a men's only town, which I think is first mentioned in Sweet in two or three at some point. Oh, uh is but it? it's what? Yeah. Right? Uh but yeah, I, I believe so. Um, but it is a town where the uh, dragon cavalry, uh, like um, where they keep the eggs and they keep the dragons, mm-hmm. and also where they go through training. And it's only men, of course, because only men are allowed to be in the dragon cavalry. Mm-hmm. But you find out the reason why we can't, uh, why the dragon cavalry won't join us is that the Godwins are stationed in Gordius and they're threatening to destroy the dragon eggs, which right. would be uh, devastating to the dragon cavalry. And it's sort of like it's keeping. Craig in place, and George discovers this, and he's the one who sort of um, sets it in motion and prevents Dolph from destroying all mm. of the dragon eggs. And it's a similar sort of situation, I think, to what happened in Sweden at One with the dragon eggs. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. With Joshua. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just thought about it. Now. I was like, oh, it's a pattern little, of this game. <laughs> a little callback there, I think. Yeah. Uh, or. That happens in the future, but it's in the future. Back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, it happens like fifteen years later, yeah. ten years later. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, the events at Gordius is like, yeah, as you said, the the dragon eggs are held captured, and they're too precious to basically uh, go against the Godwins. Mm-hmm. Like, if the dragon cavalry lost their eggs, that would be at the end of the dragon cavalry. But we, we do do we do thwart that, and eventually the dragon cavalry are able to help us, and we can drive back the arms invasion, and that happens a battle. So we can either have a another battle, and we can decide who we want to attack. Uh, we're back. Are we back in our castle at this point? Yes. Um, yes. So, right, so shortly like, after this, we oh, yeah. decide to uh go back to the ruins originally and, but and how open do we get the there, Zach? Everyone's it's full of Godwins. I, I don't remember. Oh right. <laughs> and Lucretia basically floods them out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She she gets um, us to go to the Sluice Gate and we basically open the the, the floods and it basically floods yeah. the entire place and they drown. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> that's why she was um I think that's why she said earlier to make sure you take all like the perishable stuff, like mm-hmm. things that um Get destroyed in water. Yeah, which eludes her plan already. But yeah, then I was basically. like, "That's really clever." Yeah, it was quite clever. Uh, but so, continue. Yeah, you, you, so, what were you saying, Zach? Oh, just that. Um, after after we get our castle back, mm-hmm. then we have to decide. Uh, we have to sort of go and get the things back that we had already lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, our arms after the castle is flooded is starting to become like 
I'm not sure, so sure this was the right move for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so they, I think both in, I, I think I did the Durat battle, if I'm not mistaken. I did the Durat um, battle. I, I did Durat too. Oh, well, okay. that's great. <laughs> we um, oh, oh, well. Um, but they also like sort of abandoned them uh, halfway through the battle, if I remember correctly. So um, I think the Durat battle might be more interesting. Um, I just thought it fit the story more because you get Baram and Raha's. That's um, what I was going to say, yeah, a touching scene there. Because um, I mean, Raha's line with you know, a student should never die before their teacher. I, mm. uh, it's so sad because Raja is such a like a tough character, right? That you feel and you, yeah. And I think what it sucks more because the story really plays on Baram's character all throughout, where mm-hmm. he at first he was fully supported, but now it's like he can tell his like has it his um you know ambivalence yeah. was this his cause, and he's like I don't know if this is right anymore, but I. I'm, I still want to cling on to that hope that what I'm doing is for the right reasons. Yeah, he definitely is on board with uh, the Godwin ideology. He has like he doesn't yeah. he does believe in that militaristic authoritarian sort right. of um, ideology that the Godwins have, but he's but Kilderick in particular is a Kilderick, problem for him. Yeah, yeah Kilderick uh, is like Dilbert and Barham feel like that Kilderick is just insane, basically, and they're starting to have like doubts about. Uh, what they're doing, and Kildrick definitely isn't helping it. <laughs> no. If Kildrick just wasn't there, I think they would have been a lot more successful. Kildrick was definitely a poor choice in a general. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I really don't know, I don't know why a gazelle chose. Like, it was just, just for the weird... Lulls. It must have just been for the lulls. Again. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think That's... that he is uh, brutal enough that he, because I, mean, I think at that point, Godwin, mm-hmm. or gazelle thinks that he's losing. I yeah. mean, he is, but he thinks that the way to deal with it is uh, brutality. Um, mm-hmm. He's wrong, um, but I think that's, uh, he just doesn't think that his generals have what it takes to get it done. And so Basically. he thinks Kilderick is the right call. He's not, of course, but yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so we all we all did the scene in Dorat, so we all saw that uh, Baram basically sacrifices himself to save the rest of his fleet, and we, we mm-hmm. kill him, and you have a touching scene with Raja, where he's like, I'm sorry, I failed, master, whatever. And Raja's like, uh, as uh, Tris said, uh, should should never die before their mm-hmm. teacher. You get a quite t- it's quite a touching scene uh, for a quite tough character like Raja. Yeah. So you guys will have to fill me in on what happens because <laughs> I didn't. I spent too long faffing around the castle and talking to everyone. Even though I have played like 80 hours of this game to 100 hours, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't finish this game. <laughs> well, we're pretty close to the end of this point. We've only yeah, got really like three it. major mm-hmm. events at, at this point. Um, yeah. A lot of things happen, but we're, you're, you're close, I promise, Leon. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I have played okay. this game many times before, so none of this is new to me. It's just I don't know the finer minutia. Details. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we, after this, you just get the arms people in your side, like the Charmista. Oh, uh, yeah, Shula Vila. Shula, yeah, and so, I mean, they've, they've, the reason why is because um, arms wants to improve relations in the end, you know, they want yeah. their, you know, they, they're think, not all about. <laughs> do you think Sweet being... and Sex was going to have a lot more arms in it? I got the What's feeling, that? like, Sweet and Sex, do you imagine if they had a Sweet and Sex that would maybe would have taken place in arms? I don't cool. even know because then I it's hard because I don't know if the arms empire would still be around depending on where they place it because it's mm-hmm. like 
I would have honestly hoped for Sindar or Harmonia at that point because Sukuden 3 was literally leading up to Harmonia. Yes. Uh, and I would have been... That was definitely the, the dream, wasn't it? That we would call yeah, it. because yeah. Harmonia was like the main cause of all this. And mm-hmm. you have the rule of... um the um The rune of change. Yeah. And so I think I was like, oh, I don't know if arms... I wish... I would have loved that, and I would have wanted um, Kalakan. I think because mm-hmm. there's a lot of main people from there. I mean, you have Belkut, but then there's other people from the other series that were also yes, from there. Yes, they were. Yeah, and so and then you'd have the elves, which you never find about their place too. Um, you have you know Oria and Isato mm-hmm. from that one Our village, state. and you don't know. Yeah, there's so many so, options. Just yeah. give me anything. Just and give me right. some <laughs> this, this is our yeah. official p- petition. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's, there's so many ways you can go about with this. Like, please. I just thought they were trying, like, they made, like, everyone you meet from ARMS, as in the evil people that you were led to believe at the very start of the game, what ARMS was. Mm-hmm. Like, even Gavaya or Nakula, you know, all these ARMS people uh, are basically not that bad. You have the bad generals, like everybody else, like Gisu and um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the, the, the woman. Jidan. Yeah. Oh. There was, a, there was a woman that I can't remember her name who was quite mm-hmm. bad as well. Yeah, it was just a thought I had. Um, so, where, we, did we decide to tackle Stormfest? Is that yeah. What? Yeah, so yeah that's where we are. How things have to end, that we have to we have to go to Stormfest in order to um, Which is put the, this down. Which is the Godwin hometown. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have to, but um, she realizes at that point that it's that there's no other possibility. Um, and as you're going into Stormfist, um, you realize that um, Silides has taken on the Twilight Rune because, mm. uh, or you, you don't realize that she's taken on the Twilight Rune yet. But so whoever whoever is using the Twilight Rune at that point is clearly much more powerful than Elenia, um, right? Because it actually like hurts you when yes. you're when you're trying to go in, mm-hmm. um, and then you actually get into Stormfist, and um, you realize With that Silides is the one who has the Twilight Rune. Mm. Yes, you get you get. In with the help of your trusty friend Shun. Oh yeah, <laughs> back from the beginning. Yeah, you get back all the way, and I think he is the last star yes, you recruit. If you didn't, you're, if you didn't recruit, yeah. for yeah. me it was Urim. So uh, yes, yeah, for you, yeah, yes. I had one left. Yeah, and so you get in, and then you pretty much take over um, Stormfist at this point, and then this is where you can finally. Kill Kilderick, thank God, because I was getting on my. Yeah, one of the things uh, I love about the Kilderick duel is that you have a lot of options for yes. uh, different people who can fight Kilderick. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't have Belkut in my party. I wish I had. That would have oh. been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that I didn't have uh, Zagai either, but I did have Richard, who I don't remember uh, seeing in the in the games, but apparently he was. Um, yeah, so you, you get to use him, him and he, it's was, a, he was there in the the sacred games. Beginning. Yes. Oh yeah, because he was ashamed of losing, and that's why he yes. ran away from his. His, yes. his, his boy Muller. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, it was cool to have Richard in the duel against him. So I use Richard and just like he's so ridiculous in the things he says. Um, <laughs> it was really that. fun to use him in the duel. See, yeah, no, I ended up using, um, I use Belkin and Richard like regularly. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, I remember somebody was, I, I had the guy because I remember that scene. I had, I had, I fought with the guy the first time. So mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, and then I didn't know that um, Richard and Belku were also options. So they think, between my scene, it was Belkut and Zagaya could choose from, and they fought against each other. They're telling you who should fight them. It's like Zagaya's like, no, we never got to fight. Oh. And then Belkut's like, no, I ne- we never got to fight either. Oh. because. It- That's awesome. And so, and then you guys are like, so Prince, who do you choose? <laughs> and um, 
I chose Belkut. I was like, nope, I want to finish this off with Belkut because yeah. he was in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> I think Belkut feels like the best option. I, I just yeah, totally I, I forgot to bring him along with me. I, I usually had him in my party, but for whatever reason, I didn't for that fight. Is this where you see, is Silence got her natural yes. hair color here? Yes. He does. This is where you, yeah. She's full gray at this point. Which is a yeah. sort of like strange thing to say as a twist, but it is a twist. Is the, like the she dyed her she, hair? She has blonde. <laughs> yes, it's kind of presented as a twist. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this is my natural hair color. Like, yeah, like, oh, that's supposed to be surprising. It's what like everyone's hair color is in this family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, this is what I, I'm like wondering is because you have Limsley. I mean, I know it's because probably has Farid's genes, mm-hmm. but Limsley has, has brown hair, and I was like, wait. Everyone in and... the game always tells you you took after your mother. You look just like your mother. Yeah. And I imagine Limsley hears a lot. You look just like your father. Yeah, yeah I think so. so. Even her personality is much more like Farid's. I mm-hmm. think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can definitely see the sort of uh, differences in the siblings. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just find it funny. That it's like you, this year, and it's like, ah, I have dyed my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and during the fight, she just says like, "Well, it's not, it's not time to kill you yet," and she doesn't uh-huh. say anything else, and then she just pieces out. Yeah. Um, so well, you don't really get much she, information from you're her. You're not here. getting the closure you were hoping. Yeah. Well, that yeah, and then it kind of confuses you because she kills everybody else but you. <laughs> Let's put it that right. way. She kills, you're surrounded by all these Godwin soldiers at this point, and you thought you're going to die. Mm-hmm. But then Sally is like, nope, let me rain down destruction right here. Mm-hmm. And then um, then you're left with just Kilderick. You're, yeah, you're left you're with such a feeling like, what are, what's, whose side are you on? What is the plan here? I don't understand. I, I mean, at this point, I can see, I kind of, it's the first time I played, I was like, okay, I know what you're, I think yeah, I have an idea of what you're trying to do. Okay. But I, mean, I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> you're smarter yeah. than me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's like i can see what you're trying to do but it's mm. like is this the best way to do this like yeah. uh <laughs> no. so after Stormfest and uh Silates is retreated yeah um yeah they all get away go, really there's only one place left and that's Solfalina. well now you go back to godwin castle after this don't you well no, Stormfest and godwin castle are both like part the of the same, same stuff okay. yeah same thing yeah i mean well, well dilber dies in godwin castle that's yeah. Oh, oh well. right, yeah. Dilber is like a, the general. Use. I don't want to say he's a boring character, but I always kind of consider him a bit of a uh, boring character. He's a boring character. Yeah, he's boring. <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I, I, I didn't feel any like remorse when I killed him off. I was like, really. peace, bye, thank yeah. you for... So, uh... yeah. He's also called Dilber, and he looks weird. I don't know, he looks like a dad. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I yeah. Don't know. But not like in a cool way. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. I think this is where I was a bit disappointed with the writing because like they kept building up, you know, Boz and Dober type uh-huh. of fight, you know? And you never get that. Like it's mm. <laughs> they worked together at one of the battles, but it's like I wish the game did more with his character because yes. I felt like he had a lot of potential, but I felt like this was like this is where I feel like the writing got lazy and yeah, I felt really bad bit, but you know what this game is so filled with great right and I can just forget that I think you know? yeah I, I agree. think so I think so it's like you kind of have to have not so fleshed out characters mm-hmm. sometimes I mean and- there's only one unforgivable character that I can think of in this game but we'll get to it at the end <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys are all interested to find out who I hate aren't you <laughs> anyway okay. so and what, ha- what did- happens in Solfalina uh, well, this is okay, well. This is where Zach might need to come in because this is where okay. you can actually before it's the night before, and this is where you can recruit Urim, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yes. this is the moment at which so you have to do it uh, before you go to Solfalena, otherwise, right. uh, because you know the standard Lechnot shows up. You know, uh-huh. hundred eight stars have gathered. Blah blah blah. 
Um, but um, Yoram, if you go back to uh, Rainwall at this point, because we didn't talk about this, but we see a scene earlier where Psy leads uh, murders. Uh, oh, Silent Barrows. Oh, yeah. Silent Barrows. But she leaves Yoram alive because she mm-hmm. says, you will destroy this family because you are such an ineffective twit <laughs> yeah. um, that you can't do anything. And she's not wrong. No, um, oh, God, she's so iconic. I know, right? She is an icon. Um, <laughs> um, but she, yeah, so she leaves him alive. She uses the Twilight Rune to kill um, Solomon. And then after that, if you go to Rainwall, mm. um, which you have access to again now because the Godwin forces have pulled out, um, he, uh, you know, will basically just be like ex- super upset with you. And then um, his sister shows up, who is, Lucerina. what's her name again? Lucerina. 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 Um, and she says, you know, you're, you're not lost. You, you, you could have, you could have done this. You, and you have to kind of follow upstairs and you have to forgive Yoram, which is probably not maybe what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then his character portrait changes and he starts to become um, very apologetic and understanding what it is that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it actually, it, it works surprisingly well. Yeah. Um, and then he, and when he goes back to your castle with you. He become even like other people around the castle will say like, Oh, I'm not really so sure about you bringing Urim back here, but it seems like he's really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nice closure for his character, Definitely. but um, do I necessarily buy it? Eh, I don't know, but it, it works actually. Yeah. Can you use him in a fight or is he just, no, he's, he has like a rumors ability in major yeah. battles, but it's kind of useless. I mean, I Arash, who is that. the other character you can recruit instead is probably is a thousand times more useful, uh-huh. but it takes probably an hour, hour and a half to oh recruit gosh. Arash. And it takes yeah. somewhere oh in the gosh. range of three minutes to <laughs> recruit Urim. Yeah. And because this game still took me 65 hours to beat, I was going to go with the three minute recruit. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's smart. Yeah. I, I mean, that's nice to know that Urim does get that thing. Cause I always wondered, cause I, I don't think I've ever done Urim's route just because Eresh's yeah. dungeon was a uh, pretty nice. And I was like, mm-hmm. I need to get the, like that book there and then all the other stuff. So yeah. I always you, did Eresh's dungeon. You can do Eresh's dungeon, but just leave before the boss. After, yeah. yeah, yeah. I always, I always think that, but I'm like, no, I'm already there. Yeah, Might as well just finish this, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go back. And so, um, and then I always wondered about the barrows, because I was one, the mother oh, never yeah, leaves the mother, her room. Yeah. Don't know what's yeah. up with her, just, and it's like, yeah. And then honestly, I, mean, I, I think don't know. there's some indication that she after because one of the barrows' children is assassinated by mm-hmm. Nethergate earlier, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Uh, I think that that was a reaction to yeah, that, if I'm not mistaken, a, right? I think she's just depressed, right. got depression, and yeah. doesn't leave her room. But see, think- uh, yeah, it's really just a hard because then you think that if that's the case, you'd be so much more overprotective over your children. But then Lucerina's out here fighting in the, you know, yeah, in the store. I think there's all different ways you can react you to have a new child. Europe, who's literally doing, you know, pretty much the same, and it's like. Is she even alive? Like, I was really wondering that. Like, she's definitely alive. I just think she's uh, maybe. Yeah, Yuram actually says, like, I talked to Mother and she said it's okay if I. That's what happens when you recruit him. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, and then Lucerina's. I mean, another thing is, like, Lucerina's character has always been a bit off for me. Like, it's like, how can you be okay with all of this? I just find it always weird that she was so different, you know? I think so. I think. But it's like, it's just like, do you not have any attachment to your own, like, family? Like, Mm. maybe that's just the fact that. Uh, in aristocracy, you tend to have less familial ties than maybe like a commoner would have. You're you're less close to your family members because even when you're a part of the aristocracy, it's like you're still filling a role. So your dad is kind of your boss, and your brother might be your boss as well. Yeah, that's true. I think it is just because it's so co- different compared to how you have you know mm-hmm. the whole 
character's family, it's like so close. You have Sileads helping out. You have Arsh. They all really help each other. And yeah. they're, they're pretty much the highest form of aristocracy. So it's mm-hmm. like to have these type of... I know it's like they, they're kind of like the exception. Mm-hmm. I even kinda even was then, like, like Arshtat had to be like basically alone with the prince. And like even then you could tend to tell that the prince wasn't expecting a hug from his mum. Like there was sort of a formality there. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was quite like unexpected to get that hug from Arstadt the way it was. So it was like even then, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, those so, were just uh, one of those things that I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah, and then after that, it is uh, so full in a time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, so is it? It says here, oh, damn destruction. Do we have to? Do we? Do you have to? Yeah. Pour, well, pour uh, the, into Well, so, I think actually, what happens is that the. Uh, uh, Silides is planning mm-hmm. as you are invading Solfalena. Silides is planning to use the Twilight Rune uh-huh. to destroy the dam, right. uh, which, as you discover later, was actually her way of sort of running interference on the Sun Rune being right. used in that circumstance. Right. Interesting. And you get you get her um, real motives at that point is that you realize that she kind of was helping you. She like when Lucretia already like said I think once or twice that she didn't deflect. Mm-hmm. She did betray you, mm-hmm. and of course you trust Lucretia, and mm-hmm. um and then, but then at this point it's kind of like you wonder like you wonder if what she was doing was like the right way to do it. I always find I always thought the way Silas worked was she had kind of two motivations. One was was to sort of help the prince in some way. Like she definitely didn't want to harm the prince, but I think <laughs> she wanted to reform the aristocracy. That was. To me, the central core of her character. She hated to have factions like the Barrows and the Godwins, and mm-hmm. she could see if so. If Felina was going to move forward without history just repeating itself, right? She, she it's because to, she knew you should have to destroy the way the way the things work right now. Right. It's because she knew that if the the whole war mm-hmm. ended with the Queen's campaign, it wouldn't solve anything because these players are still in the field. Yeah. Just because. I, no. You uh, like it was the whole point of the war wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily getting the queen. It was making sure that all these little you know weeds were picked out. And mm-hmm. she, I think that I mean that was her point at least. Yeah, right. That was um, her point. It's because she's so jaded by the aristocracy at this point <laughs> that she is like, I can't. You know, you like I will make sure that my niece and nephew frustrated mm-hmm. as the game goes on. Like you, you see the development of uh, mm-hmm. her disliking the right. aristocracy. Uh, I also think um, the her defecting to the Godwins was a sort of way to when she destroys the aristocracy and maybe it brings in like a sort of new way to do things, the prince wouldn't be blamed for it. She, right. she was working mm-hmm. with the Godwins. All the blame would be put on Sileads. I think R- she was willing right. to martyr, her, martyr herself for that, to protect the prince from that. Mm-hmm. Right, it's because if they do take over and they mm-hmm. start getting rid of this, the support would be low because... Yeah, they, just... they, they, you know, the aristocracy kind of still rule, and uh-huh. if they keep, if she doesn't get rid of it, then the prince and the princess will have to. Yeah, and so she was like, "No, I'm gonna be the aunt <laughs> <laughs> and do this all the dirty work." Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I mean, we already know that this is where she she dies. Yeah, <laughs> but then a... when Lucretia's final words was like, "You know, mm-hmm. you weren't much more different than the Godwins," mm-hmm. right. I mean, that's what Lucretia says to her. And I'm not sure that I necessarily disagree, but I, I, her plan, I'm never really a hundred percent clear on what her plan. I understand what her plan, what her end goal was, but like how she was actually trying to accomplish it. Um, Like she just seems to be running interference a lot, Mm -hmm. but it's like, 
know if like her plan was like I have to put the Godwins in front of someone else. Like, how was she actually planning to take the Godwins out? It's never it's clear because, to me. Oh, I think it's because her plan was to get too close to the Godwins because she needed the Twilight Rune. I think she knew that that was the other key that um, okay. if she was able to get that, mm-hmm. and she knew that the Sun Rune could, could only be stopped at this point by the Twilight Rune and the Dawn Rune because she was there when Zara, I think Zarase was talking about it. Yeah, and so okay. I think that's what her plan was was to be the person that's like, okay, let me get this so I can get this for you. So that when you um, the Sun Rune does come into play, you'll have both runes at this point. It's like, and then, and then, but at the meantime, I can also accomplish my own plans using the Twilight Rune. Yeah. And so it was like her, it was like, you know, killing so many birds with one stone for her. Mm-hmm. And that's why she did the plan that she did, which is to get close to the Godwins because she knew that she can use that to her advantage in the end. I mean, what, what is she, what is she waiting for though? I mean, like, why doesn't she kill Giselle and Marskell earlier than now that she has the Twilight Rune? Well, well I think because... she, she doesn't want to be seen as siding with the prince, so if she just killed Marcel and let the prince just walk into a liberated city, okay. he would be blamed for the fall of the aristocracy right. and all those murders. Okay, that makes right. sense. She would be seen as an assassin sent by the prince rather than yeah. right. a godwin. Fair right. Enough. That makes sense. Okay. She's like, a complicated it, yeah, character. Exactly. She's incredibly complex, and I yeah. love Siley so much. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Right. And to go off of that, she wanted to make sure that it ends as a war battle mm-hmm. instead of like an underhanded assassination. Yeah, because I think she's uh, had enough of assassinations in her life. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it sort of seen differently from the public at large yes, as well as a result yes. of that. So, yeah, that exactly. The more yeah. people involved, the more the word can spread, sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. And this is, yeah, as you said, where Silence dies. And I'm not okay with it. <laughs> I cried. This is where I lost it in the first. It time is very sad. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's the second most effective moment in this uh, yeah. game, and it's also like right, right before that, uh, she and the prince had to combine the powers of the two runes in order to hold the sun rune back. Yeah, um, and it's given that that had just happened. It's like a really beautiful moment. Yeah, and oh, her gosh. dying immediately after is deeply sad. Oh, right. God. And I'm not going to lie, this is where I was hoping what was going to be the result of, you know, when you get all 108, uh-huh, like, Siley to be the one. Yeah. yeah, I was really pulling for it because I was like, no, you can't die because George Prime and you need to end up together because at this point I am rooting for you guys. <laughs> I am now like, that is a relationship I can get behind. I, didn't, I never even considered that. Yeah. What? I, I, I mean, if it's I not going to be me, it could be George. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they just, I was like, no, this is not, this is, I, I my, during my first playthrough play I was like no once you get 108 she'll be fine I yeah. was like I need to just keep going at this point <laughs> that's not what happens but I was like oh yeah no I was um really devastated when she dies and kind of takes you it's you see it coming at this point but you wish you didn't <laughs> mm, definitely and then after that it's um the it's sun rune gets used yeah. right <sighs> Leon inherits the twilight rune from yeah yep. yeah like, thank god because god damn she only had one rune for so long, and I know. I oh need yeah. That extra rune slot. <laughs> yeah. And see, I never use Leon because, like, she was just okay. But I feel like Miyakis is always a better version of Leon. Yeah. I just use them both. <laughs> and yeah, like, I, yeah, I just was like, and then I mean, I did use Leon. We kind of have to. Use I like Leon. Leon. I, did, I really don't mind her. She has quite a powerful character, to be honest. But. Um... Mm-hmm. I, I just think I've always found Leon kind of not my favorite, mm. so I never really. I was like, oh, I don't. If I, I don't need you in my party, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, I mean, I just threw a lot of physical runes on her, and she multi-hits so frequently that she she's not Miyakis, of course, yeah. but she she actually came pretty close in terms of damage output by the end. Um, mm. But yeah, so after the mm-hmm. whole Sylid's death, then you go inside, and then you're met with um Alenia mm-hmm. and Zahak. Yes, twice. And yeah, twice. You yeah, fight them once as like normal. Raging Nostrum, and, right? Yeah, and then you get, and then they eat ingested Raging Nostrum, and then you fight them. Like, honestly, the, yeah, this battle was pretty. Like, I thought it was really easy. <laughs> it was very easy. <laughs> yeah, like it's not nothing, nothing too like yeah. noteworthy to. Say yeah. and I honestly couldn't wait to kill them either because I hated both of them. Yeah, <laughs> they're the worst. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, I do have a. Was, I don't. I know. I kind of have a soft spot for Alenia, not as a character. No. I just. I, I like oh. a bad girl like her, and that, like I don't mm. know. <laughs> I like her design as well. I think so her design really though is really nice. I do like Alenia's design. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's the design I like about Alenia the most. And then I, I also think that the writers did give her a lot of depth because. Mm-hmm. Even though she was a blinded Godwin fan, she got a lot yeah. of personality in it. You know, like she seems very insecure. And yeah, yeah, she's always her. so desperate for Giselle's for, affection for and Google, attention yes. and praise. That yeah, it mm-hmm. definitely makes her seem more sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Right, and then after this, you finally get to showdown with Giselle. Yeah, and it's a duel, not a boss battle. So yes. it's you against him, and, and he's I mean. Saying he's protecting Limsley at this point, which is like a yeah. weird sort uh, Yeah, this whole sequence is like, to me, where I think that they're trying to do a thing, which is yeah. like, he's like, oh, we all wanted the best for Soul Felena. Like, no, you didn't. You no, killed a bunch you of people. Definitely, you definitely um, like, Marcel, like you, you, maybe. You, you hired Kilderick. <laughs> I mean, like, you wanted the best for yourself. Uh-huh. But I think the game is 100% trying to get us to think that that was all true. Um, and get us to sympathize with him. And then, like, later, like, when he does, like, the uh, Obi-Wan ghost thing and he's clapping for you, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, I, I, I just don't buy it. He's, he's, no. a, he's, he is totally redeemable in my eyes. I mean, I, I enjoy I his agree. character. I think he's interesting. I think he's engaging. But, like, you're not going to convince me mm-hmm. that he's, like, uh, the kind of Suikoden villain who is just, like, a moral gray area. I'm like, no, yeah. no, he's just pretty much if evil. Did, I'm sorry. If he did anything anything at all that was positive but he had yeah nothing nothing he, he loves silence yeah. and he's sad when she dies yeah um, that's we're it we're all sad gazelle <laughs> yeah we're all i'm sad, sad too all right dies, okay? <laughs> yeah, i know it's like um you're not the only one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but the defeat of gazelle means that uh, we have limslia but it's not yeah but then have, it's not the end we don't have the sun rune yeah we don't have the sun rune because mariscal took it to where you know if there is a dawn rune ruins and then twilight yeah. rune ruins and there must be a sun rune ruins right it's only yeah, I, think this whole, I think this whole thing is a little bit ridiculous yeah, <laughs> like, I like was, it's just like an extension it's of like, like we need a final it boss for the sake of it yeah we need like, a the game final is over man it's yeah like, no uh, it's like necron and ff9 it's like okay well we gotta have a final boss yeah i mean at least yeah. this weekend too when i fight the beast rune like it's at it's in highlands it's yeah. right after i took the castle i mean like that's where it should have happened i don't yeah. have to go to another rune ruins right. and then like use three parties to do it and run through oh it and it takes forever and i have to go level some of those characters up because i don't have 18 people who are up to level yeah like why <laughs> it was already long enough come on do we think they were yeah. running out of time towards the end of the game to do things the way they wanted the way you sort of like you said gazelle is sort of um trying to do a thing but it doesn't quite work and then you've got Marscal who just seems to be you know running away with a statue into the mountains and it's like that's her final boss and it's like it just did it need more fleshing out just to make it more satisfying 
I, I think that they actually it, just needed to contract it. Like, I just think they did more than they needed to, actually. More, yeah, yeah I feel like if they just focused on, like, the sunroom itself at this point, then mm-hmm. I feel like I would have been more okay yeah. or whatever. But then when they, yeah, when they were trying to, like, just go do this and then go do that, I was like, are you serious? Like, but how do, we do get a sort of a final dungeon, I suppose. I hated the and final dungeon, too. We have too. to split into three different parties, and it's mm-hmm. the longest dungeon, the hardest dungeon, it's got bosses and stuff um maybe a rush is harder i don't know uh, yeah i think it's just difficult because you have to use 18 characters mm-hmm. that you're not really from fam- i don't know i don't want to say familiar with but it's like they're not your a-team they're not yeah. yeah and they're just not your yeah your a-team is split into like three yeah. different parts and i never like speak really so every time but he oh, gets yeah. forced at your party so much in this game and i never yeah and he's not good. No, so he's yeah. not good. So it's like it's I mean, I'm happy that they latched reason. George onto him because uh-huh. this is the game's way of saying like, oh no, we will get you a strong party member in here. And I'm like, thanks. How about the others? Like, <laughs> <they're not."> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah. It just becomes like inventory management for the sake of inventory management mm, too. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, have all these people geared up, so like, I have mm. to rotate them all into my party. I have to like put the gear on them, and the mm. inventory management in this game is hot garbage anyway. Um, right. And so, like, it's so frustrating. I mean, like, I I, 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 I didn't really have a problem with the dungeon, and I do like some of the moments at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that they could have totally eliminated both the mountains and the dungeon, and made the events that happen inside of the dungeon in front of the sun rune happen at Solfalina. And I would have been perfectly fine with that. No, I agree. And the thing is, I mean, for me, I, I hated the, I hated this dungeon and the deep twilight for whatever dungeon like oh I, that's so oh, hard to deep, deep twilight force way worse than this one <laughs> oh, yeah, i, I hated worse. both just because this one's the, there's so many switching like uh-huh. of parties it's like oh let me switch over now let me switch over now i'm like yeah can why couldn't the, this just be one straightforward dungeon yeah. with you know just let me just get to the end someone just played uh, final fantasy 6 and they just <laughs> needed to have it as the final yeah. oh my god so. yeah for reasons why Leona didn't finish this game, uh, all my characters are level fifty, like all one hundred and eight or whatever. All all, all battle members. Oh, so you you would have been okay then. And they're all yeah. they're all fully equipped, and they all have like level twelve weapons right now. I I I I, I wasted a lot of time. <laughs> Just a weirdo. Well, the ending will be very easy for you. Yeah, it'll be probably very easy for me, but I have made it harder, so we'll see. Yeah, that's um, true. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> So we find yeah. the final boss, which uh, Tress describes it as the sun rune moth. It is because Sofalina means sun moth in yes. its, I forgot which language. And it looks like a moth. And yeah. that's why I call it the sun moth. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is Sofalina. <laughs> Lamp. <laughs> yes. Um, it, that boss. I did actually, I will say this is the, the only battle I had trouble with. Mm. But I think I died the first time, but I only died once, and that was because I was pretty underprepared. <laughs> what's what's the difficult part of this boss? I'm curious because I uh, I've mentioned this before uh, before we recorded, but like I just got multi hits from Richard, Mia Keys, and Leon in the first round, and it was over before <laughs> Zarase even fired off her spell. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, see, I didn't have the strike back rune on any of them at all, and so yeah. I literally went in like fully, like I was like, I don't want to do it that way. I want actually like. Because I did, I did that the first time I played, I yeah. think. And I was like, let me challenge myself. And oh my god, it was... I was praying one. that I was going to win. Um, it mm. it was definitely a lot. Like, I mean, Richard's magic defense is horrible. Yeah. So mm. he just kept dying. And I didn't even bother using George in this fight. Because I was like, nope. 
Oh, you're gonna not able to actually. Oh, wait, unless you're yeah. doing New Game Plus. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. And then um. What was happening, so George? George is uh, guarding the gate or whatever. Gate. He and Zwag say like, yeah, I, "I can't fight." Um, and, but apparently, if you played through New Game Plus, he will be available to you in the fight. That's Not that you would really need him on a New Game Plus, I'd imagine. But yeah, uh, at that point, you're like, "Oh yeah, I did have trouble because of those um the two things that comes with it." I first I was like, "Let me just kill off these two first, and uh-huh. then I'll do deal with the Sun Rune itself." Then I forgot. And then I was like. Oh no, you regenerate them. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, that was a waste of time. <laughs> oh, anyway, my God, I was so, so pissed. You, what happens when you defeat Marscal as the incarnation of the Sun Moon? Uh, that, well, it depends on the ending you yes, get, right? Yes, that's where I'm going. Because like, when I first played the game, the game, Leon just randomly dies. Yeah, well, so I she feel does like die. She, just randomly she dies either dies. way. Yeah. Oh, she dies um, either way? Yeah, I mean, she dies. Oh, but, but then gets brought back. Bring her back to life right. uh, if you've recruited all 108. Yeah, right. And like my my whole thing, it was like, okay, if the Sunrun can have this power, um, can you bring back Arshtot, Barrett, and Silees, please? But in Silees, <laughs> it's high priority. Like I was like, <laughs> like it doesn't need to be all that, but it, it means Silees is a. And I was like, okay, nope, just Leon. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's like, an intrinsic Dawnrun thing or just a 108 stars thing, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was it was okay. I mean, it yeah. was uh, not my... <laughs> like, obviously, because Roy died in my first playthrough of this game. So, oh, right. I yeah. could not get the true ending. Yeah. So, I just saw Leon die, and then the game, it was over, and I'm like, what the hell was that? It's such yeah. a weird way to, like, I never quite understood. Uh, I mean, I guess that it was supposed to, that she was just on borrowed time since her mm-hmm. stabbing. And sort of, we stabilized her for a bit, but she was, like, had death on marked on her uh but uh yeah the dawn ruin brings her back and we what's the epilogue like uh, so this one you can choose between either the queen's knight ending where you uh-huh. become the queen's knight but this depends on your relationship with limslia mm-hmm. and then or you can choose to be an adventure with george and right. I think I chose the fir- the George ending the first time I played, and I chose the Queen's Knight ending this time. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, the only ending I remember is having a conversation with George where he pulls off his eye patch. It's like, joke, I have two eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that happens regardless that of happens the ending regardless. Yeah. 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 I just do it to look cool. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I chose the Queen's Knight ending, uh, but then I went to YouTube and watched the George, like uh, you just choosing to leave Solfalena and go with uh, George, and I actually thought that was way cooler. Yeah, um, no, I think it's a Oh, wouldn't it be so cool if you like in Sweden too? Like you actually saw like the prince at some point. That'd be so. Oh cool. man. Let's yeah, see, re- a remake that... of Sweden Two with the prince's recruitable character. Yes, 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 My yes, heart. yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> you would Stop have, you would have three. We cannot. Uh... We, we, we us three just cannot get together without wanting to start some sort of like new Sweden project. Could not rehire us. <laughs> so. That's that's the game. That's Weekend Five. I absolutely adore it. It's a uh, it's a, one of my favorite games of all time. You know, Weekend, my favorite series, and it does not disappoint. It really no. doesn't, and it just makes me so sad that we don't have a future for Weekend right now. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't disappoint. Yes, it does because there's no uh, Weekend Six yeah, <laughs> in the no, near future. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it came. Which, what do I think? It just came at such a poor time for JRPGs. Honestly, that yeah. It was right around the time that we were going into like that six year lull. Yeah, uh, where everyone uh, was saying JRPGs are dead and it's like yeah. the future is it, not like that JRPG, so it's like it was a really dark time. 
I mean, I mean, it was also tough because, you know, even the series itself was going through because people weren't really a fan of the, you know, Suikoden 3 because it was a three-part story this time. The change, which I loved. I loved that part. <laughs> I love 3. And then uh, um, 4, which I never played, so I can't say anything on that. I don't love 4. I'll, and I'll then, admit I don't love 4. And by the time 5 came in, it was like nobody wants to play it anymore mm. because they were too, like, burnt by the other two. Yeah. And it's sad because 5 was like the return to the the good of the series. Yeah. And so, I mean, I can see why, I mean, but I'm like, Secret and 6 is, you know, it's doable. You have mm-hmm. something, I think you have like 18 true runes left to talk about. Like, I still want to know about all these yeah. runes. You still have like so many empires. Like you have... I mean, go back to the sprite-based graphics if you want yeah. to. If you do that, yeah. Secret and 6, I'd be totally happy. You could do it on a low budget. Uh, people would go wild for it. Konami is missing out on this. developers want to make a knockoff so we can knockoff? I'm there. I'm with yeah. you. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I'll support you. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like uh, if you got a good writer and, you know, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about one more thing before we sign off. And let's talk about some of the non-plot recruits. Uh, so give me your favorite non mandatory recruit and your least favorite mandatory recruit mm. i will start my favorite non-mandatory is egbert i've already <laughs> talked about egbert i love egbert he's everything i talk to him every time something plot related happens afterwards and i just like to hear what he says and he, he delights me uh my least favorite is oh. lou the oh. girl who speaks <laughs> And leak speak like oh it's so two thousands it hurts me she oh I cannot I hate her so much. <laughs> what about you guys, Tress? What do you have a? Oh. Oh. <laughs> All oh, right, Zach. Zach. I, I mean, I, uh, I'm i going to steal probably one of Tristan's, and I'm sorry, uh-huh. for favorite. Uh, but Sagari, I knew I would, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, uh, we find out uh, in the second half, if you do uh-huh. a side quest uh, and recruit, I think it's Nikea is his name, or something like that. Uh, I can't remember the character's name. Uh, no, it's not something, I know who you're talking Nakula. Yeah, Nakula. Mm-hmm. If you recruit Nakula, he's saying, I'm coming here because I must murder uh, the person who killed my father. They're in Nethergate, and I, I, I got to take them down. Yeah, it was a little um, girl who smiled as she slipped yeah, my father's yeah, throat. Yeah, smiled as she slipped my father's throat. And yeah. uh, if you're paying attention, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a character who seems like she could maybe be an assassin who mm-hmm. smiles a lot. Uh, and it's Sigurian. So if you go and you, you grab Oboro and Sigari uh, and bring them back, it turns out that, you know, all three of them uh, of the detective agency were, were members of yeah. the of Nethergate and they all left. Uh, but <laughs> she can't do anything but smile. And she yeah, says, you know, if you so want to kill sad. me, do it. I understand. But here's let us finish this battle. And he joins that. And I think that just the way that's played is really beautiful. And I love uh, in the post credit sequence, which we didn't talk about, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where it goes through all 108 characters and tells you what they're about to do. Uh, it says, like, sometimes her smile breaks. Um, and I just think that's wonderful and beautiful and really, Aww, really nicely that. done. Yeah, it's yeah, great, great. It's great writing. Yeah. I will say also for least favorite, you can add, like, heart. Like, you just don't like the way you had to recruit them. Cyro oh, oh, is my oh least my favorite. Okay. There we go. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Uh, the person where you have to bring, you have to wait till the salt goes down, and you have to go check mm-hmm. with them every half hour oh. to find out if the salt price has gone down. Yeah. Um, it took. I didn't get them until like hour 25, and I it, I had been checking every half hour <laughs> for 15 hours. It, 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 
it's incredibly frustrating. Uh, okay. I assume, I assume. Well, I know mine isn't Syro for that. Oh, I mean, but yeah, Sagiri definitely for everything that mm-hmm. Zach said because I don't know. Sagiri was always, but it, even like just her design in general, I've always loved Sagiri's design. Yes. Um, yeah. I love those ninja-looking type characters. I yeah. guess I've always, yeah, even in Sukuden too. With that ninja. <laughs> of course. Um. And so, yeah, but even the, the, yeah, the backstory is what got to me. I remember, like, Uh, seeing the end credits, the the post credits is lost, um, for the first time. And when mm -hmm. she's at her, um, and sometimes her smile slips a little, I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Like, I just got chills reading that. And you're like, oh, she's not smiling. Hooray. Right. (laughs) Right. And then, yeah, it's really subtle and really interesting writing for a JRPG. I mean, like, it's very, very nicely done. Uh Right. And her whole character is subtle because even when she, when you talk to her, and I mean, I always talk to Sigiri in my castle, <laughs> um, but it's like when you talk to her and when um, Leon um, gets hit and she's in the hospital and she goes, Prince, no, don't look. I don't want you to see me smiling at a time like this. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Like, That's I just. so sad. I know. Yeah, like, a fabulous just, character. Oh, fabulous yeah, character. I was like, they definitely took the time to give her character the, the, characterization yeah. It's, yeah and then for least favorite i mean uh, yeah recruitment my Cyro, like <laughs> i got his flag the same time i was doing the obero flag and i was stressed out like <laughs> i had to run and i was like oh my god am i doing two flags at the same time will it work <laughs> and so i ran and got Cyro real quick and then i had like a timer i was like oh my god is there a timer for the obero flag and i was like oh, i no. stressed out i had to save like twice to make sure i didn't miss anything but yeah. i got everybody and i was like You've got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> Syro, I, okay, yeah, I was really salty. Pun most definitely intended by the end of that. Oh like, my I was, god, that pun. <laughs> I was definitely salty. Um, but my least favorite, honestly, is Cornelio. I don't oh, see his point in the story. No. He calls you mediocrity the entire time, and I'm like, can you just shut the hell up? I have up? one <laughs> elf, and that's all the elves I've got. I, I don't care about getting the Doremi elves. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I killed him every time I fight. Yeah. <laughs> they were just an inconvenience because die I, again. Yeah. Oh my god, I d- I did want to say that I was laughing because um I was getting the last one, which is the white one, and um uh-huh. I was like oh, I found it, and I was like oh hey, let me get this right now because I had Cornelio on my party. Yeah. And it, um I defend with everybody because I had to switch into Cornelio because I forgot that he wasn't in my main. Yeah. And then. It attacks Miyaki's. Miyaki's counters and just kills it in one oh, blow. Yeah, like, Miyaki's. Get it. <laughs> so like, and then I, to like, I was like Googling, do the Dory, Dory Meows respawn or did I they kill do. him for good? Unfortunately, <laughs> they spawn they all do. the time. <laughs> they do. And then so I got it. And then my next battle was to get it. And I was like, you know what? Let me get it you right now. But I really didn't care for Cornelio. Like, I'm grateful that you can get him as mm-hmm. like extra characters in the beginning. But. His yeah. whole character was just completely annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good time for us to wrap up. We, we went on for two hours there, so sorry about that, guys. But uh, I had, we had so much fun talking about this. I think I love this yeah. recording. And yeah. thanks so much for talking to me with you two. You're always t- you two are a delight to talk about, uh, uh, talk to. And, you too. Uh, thank you. And Tress, uh, you this will be maybe your swan song for the podcast. At least, yeah. the, at least for the Unless future. You- yeah, I mean, unless you drag me back in for like Secret and Three or like Golden Sun: The Lost Age. <laughs> never count. I'll never count you out, Tris. <laughs> I'll never count <laughs> you out. But it's thanks so much for joining in this. Uh, when we saw that, I was like, I must get Tris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate you um, reaching out, and I was like, uh, I want to do this again. 
And obviously Zach is just as much as a super fan as I am, so Yep. <laughs> I wasn't just, going anywhere. Just a recipe for disaster on this like, <laughs> <laughs> for long podcasts. Anyway, so thanks so much for joining me guys and thank you listeners so much for letting us ramble on like that. Um Next month we're got near automata 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 I don't know how automata? to say it. automata is what automata. I said yeah, yeah I say automata automata uh, that'll be two game journal episodes which I'm also on I, I hear my thoughts <laughs> on that next week uh, coming up after that we have one episode about love because that will oh. be probably February when that comes out uh, so Valentine's Day obviously and one episode about Dragon Quest. Um, Shocker there. We never do Dragon Quest episodes in retro. No. I mean, <laughs> Mike hates Dragon Quest. You know you can't get him to, to discuss it. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts is his favorite series, so he never shuts up about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, email us at retro at, retro at com. We'd love to hear your feedback. And even if it's just something like, uh, I really enjoyed that episode, we'd love to hear it. Uh, comment what is on our RPG fan forums uh, visit our Facebook page our Instagram Twitter Discord which I uh, moderate on Twitch channel is streaming pretty much every day uh, always something going on there check out what we're playing uh, we have two other sibling podcasts we have Random Encounter and Rhythm Encounter plus a partnered podcast Phoenix Edge check them out they do live uh, podcasts on YouTube you can review us on iTunes, Google Play, whatever podcasting listening venue you use. We love your feedback. Uh, so let's plug some social medias. Uh, Tris, what's your? Oh, none. Sorry. None. All right. None. Tris uh, doesn't. Is the smartest one of all of us. So he Indeed. doesn't use uh, social media. Uh, Zach. Uh, you can email me at zachw at rpgfan.com, and you can also reach me on Discord at zachw. Yes, and I'm the dumbest of all because I have all the social medias. <laughs> <laughs> you can get me on our Discord. Uh, you can find a link to that in the front page of the RPG Fan website. I'm Star Mongoose there. I'm Star Mongoose on Twitter. And I stream on Twitch at Star Mongoose RPG Fan. So thanks so much, guys. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>